You're listening to Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. I'm Travis Harrison, joined once again by the man, the myth, the legend himself, Ben Weir. Good to have you here once again, buddy. Good to be here, man. Good to be here for sure. Well, the NFL has officially been back now for two weeks, and we're going to bring you some news and recap some of the exciting games that have taken place here early on in the season. The new and improved Detroit Lions opened their season in Kansas City against the defending Super Bowl champions and snuck out of there, one of the hardest places to play, and won with a huge victory, 21-20. Wasn't looking great for a while, but that pick six really changed the game. Poor Mahomes had to be so frustrated because his guys were dropping so many passes all night, including the pick six that went right through a guy's hands and into the Lion defender who said, thank you very much, and took it to the house. He was obviously missing his favorite target, Travis Kelsey. And I know people are trying to put an asterisk by this win, but as Coach Campbell said it, is there an asterisk by 1-0? Ben, your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I, I'm not going to disagree with Campbell. I, do I think Kelsey would have made a difference? I'm sure Kelsey would have made a difference for sure. But at the same time, I mean, Mahomes, his receivers let him down big time. So, like, I, I don't know if Kelsey really would have put him over the edge with a win. Uh, this is to me is a huge statement win for the Lions, letting them let everybody know that they're a for real team, and I really do think they are. I, I mean, I'm not necessarily sold on Jared Goff, but I do think the Lions have got a good team. Defense probably needs some work, uh, but I mean, only letting the Chiefs score 20 points. I mean, that's not too shabby for opening night. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think not having Travis Kelsey there hurt, but you think about it, if he was playing, the Lions probably game plan differently. So obviously, they were playing in those other guys. You know, trying to shut them down. Travis Kelsey's there. You know, maybe you're working on double teams and all that. So, yeah, really hard to say, you know, what would have happened if he was there. I will say what did happen is the offensive lineman for Kansas City jumping off sides every single play. False start every time, every time. And I understand because he was going against Hutchinson, so you know, you want to get that advantage. But Mm -hmm. I just, I they didn't call it till at the very end of the game. I was like, well, finally, you know, better late than never. But Chris Collinsworth, who I can't stand as an announcer, literally said during the game, oh, man, that guy's got great timing. you know." Just, and I'm like, are you serious? Like, Great timing is timing it perfectly when the ball is snapped, not jumping a full second before the ball is snapped. So totally agree with that, Ben. But I'm sure you, uh, you took note of that and noticed that. It was pretty hard to miss. Well, I mean, the rest missed it. <laughs> so I just don't. I don't understand. I mean, he would do it every single time. But, yeah, I mean, Chris Collinsworth, he, uh, dude, don't know who, what he's talking about. <laughs> They're going to have to get that corrected, and I think they will. But I, I I don't know. That was definitely a focal point of that game. How about the Browns beating the Brakes off the Bengals 24-3 in week one? Ben, what was that all about? Yeah, I mean, I I just I'm not, – I'm not really sold on Burrow. Like, I've never really – I know it was a rainy game, so, like, I know it was sloppy and all that, but I just – I don't know. He just I feel like he's got all the talent around him, but this could be like an injury situation because I know he did get hurt uh, earlier in the offseason and everything like that. So it could be coming from that, and I, I get that. But, yeah, they their offense was, I mean, atrocious. I don't know what was going on. Zero points in the whole first half, then score three points until the third quarter. Burrow threw for 82 yards. So, I mean, it was just a terrible game for them. I don't know what I don't know what's going on. Well, the Buccaneers beat your Vikings, Ben, 20-17. to 17. Please give us your take on this game. 
Yeah, I mean, turnovers, man. That's, that's the name of our uh, two games this year so far. Turnovers killed us. Uh, we had the ball in the red zone a couple times, just couldn't capitalize on it. Uh, Baker Mayfield, hats off to him, man. He actually didn't play bad. So, I mean, played really well. Our defense looks better, at least. So I was excited about that. Justin Jefferson's still playing on, like, another planet. I mean, he's been ridiculous. Uh, but I just – losing to the Bucks, man, and losing to Baker Mayfield hurts. <laughs> it's just – it just hurts because he's just a filling quarterback for whoever they draft and all that stuff. So I just, it hurts. I think Kirk Cousins holds the ball a little bit too long sometimes for one of those fumbles was, I, I feel like on him, our offensive line is non-existent. So I don't, I don't have much hope for this year, but it was a big win for the Bucks to start off with. I thought we would, I thought we honestly would beat them, but I was chalking up a win before we, before we lost. So yeah, that's on me. Well, Derek Carr's Saints debut was a success as he led New Orleans to a 16-15 win over the Titans. Ben, your thoughts on that game? Yeah, I just, I don't know. I thought Derek Carr was a little bit better. I mean, he threw for 305, but like only putting up 16 points. Um, Titans need work, man. (laughs) Tannehill is going downhill. I mean, three picks that game. I know he got sacked three times too. Uh, Carr, for instance, got sacked four times, but... Yeah, just just a boring boring affair. I was on. That was the only game that was on for our where I'm located at North Carolina, so I was, wasn't really entertaining to watch. But but yeah, I mean, I'm happy for Derek Carr because I know his turmoil in, in Oakland or Las Vegas was, was terrible. But I'm ha- happy for him to get a win. Well, we won't bother talking about my Colts week one, who lost to the Jaguars 31-21 at home. But you know, I was really encouraged by the play of our rookie quarterback Richardson, who went 24-37 for 223 and one touchdown. He did throw one pick, but those numbers are actually a lot better than Manning and Luck's debut for us, so I'll take it. Hopefully the sky's the limit for this guy. Yeah. wasn't Didn't Manning lead the league in interceptions the first year, right, or something like that? Uh, so, yeah, I would 100% take it. It was He's looking okay. Like, I, I again, I was never sold on him, so, like, I'd be happy for him to prove me wrong. Like, I'm totally fine for that. Speaking of Derek Carr's old team, the Raiders snuck out a close one against the Broncos, 17-16. Ben, new season, but it's going to be same song, different verse here for the Denver Broncos and Wilson this year. I know we were pretty hard on them last year, but they they were hard on themselves. Yeah, I think he looked better this game, but I, I don't know. I'm not sure how it's going to go. Like, I mean, he's definitely got a better coach, so I think the coaching's a lot better. I just... I don't know how they're how well they're going to transition into that, and I know it's his first year with him. I just think what Wilson's kind of going on that decline, so like maybe that's that's a why as well. But we'll we'll see how they can if they can turn it around. I mean, it's still very early, but losing to the Raiders and losing to Jimmy G probably isn't a very good start. Dolphins beat the Chargers thirty six thirty four behind a monster day for Tua, who threw for four hundred and sixty six yards and had three touchdowns. 215 of those yards and two of those touchdowns went to Tyree Kill, who had himself a day in which all of his fantasy owners were singing his praises. Been an impressive performance from those two men and the Dolphins as a whole. Yeah, Tyree Kill is out of this world, too. I mean, he's ridiculous as a receiver. Like, he doesn't really even need that great of a quarterback to, to be throwing the ball to his way. I mean, he can just make things happen. But I feel, I feel like I'm always hard on Tua as well. I, I mean, he really doesn't do a terrible job when he's when he's not having a concussion. Like, he really isn't that bad of a quarterback. So we'll see if he can keep this going and keep the momentum going. I mean, it, it definitely helps when you have uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle to throw the ball to. 
Uh, and then on the flip side, the Chargers, I always just, I just feel bad for this team. I think this team has always got a great team, and they just can't ever figure it out. So I just I hate it for them, and we'll see if they can. I mean, again, it's only week, it was just only week one, so we'll see if they can turn it around. But Eckler had a great game, so we'll see what happens. I don't even want to acknowledge the Cowboys, but they did smack the G-Men 40-0 to opening weekend. Their fantasy owners got a gift as well as the Cowboys' defense came up big in this game, not only with the shutout, but forcing a lot of turnovers. Yeah, that defense looks for real, but I'm, we're just going to have to calm down because this is the Giants, and the Giants were overrated last year, so I just, I mean, <laughs> Dak Prescott threw for 43, 143 yards. Like, he didn't have to do anything this game at all. And I just I'm not sold on their offense. I think Tony Pollard is probably their best player on offense. Mine is maybe CD Lamb, but they still got Dak Prescott as their quarterback, so I don't think this means anything. Well, the highly anticipated Jets debut of Aaron Rodgers lasted all of four plays as he was tackled seventy five seconds into the drive and ended up tearing his Achilles and is now out for the season. First off, I feel bad for Rodgers because he almost retired and decided to come back and he's old. This is a hard enough injury to come back from someone when you're 29 and in your prime, let alone 39. Secondly, I feel bad for my son, Ty, who had him as his quarterback for his fantasy football team. It's his first time playing fantasy, too, so I'm bummed for him. He lost one of his best guys just like that. And thirdly, I'm sad for Jets fans because you went from having Super Bowl aspirations to now you probably won't even make the playoffs. But despite all that, at least for one week, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I still get to do my cheer because they somehow still found a way to win the game in overtime on a punt return. So hats off to them for that to continue to fight despite losing their quarterback. And they got a huge win against the division rival Buffalo Bills. And for all those guys out there, Dog and Wilson, he finished with a higher passing rating that week than Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow. Ben, your thoughts on this win and the Rodgers situation? All right, let's calm down about the Wilson higher <laughs> ratings and everybody else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is embarrassing for the Bills. It really is. Like, I, Josh Allen looked like he didn't know what he was doing out there. He was trying to do way too much. But I just, I, my heart goes out, man, to the Jets fans. Like, I mean, this was like building and building and building all off season. They finally got their man after a few months of like talking about the trade. Everybody's super excited. The Jets are going to the Super Bowl. Four plays in, their season's basically over. I mean, that's just, it's horrible, man. And I just, I hate it for Rodgers, too. Like, I think he was excited to get out of Green Bay, get to the team that, you know, had Super Bowl aspirations. He could help them. They were missing that quarterback piece because they had Zach Wilson all last year and Joe Flacco. I mean, I, I just, this was all building up and it just, it just came crashing down. So, like, I just hate it for them. Because I was hoping that they were at least going to be good. I know I wasn't necessarily buying all the hype, but like I, I would love to see the Jets be good because they haven't been good at all. So it just sucks. I hate seeing it, but hopefully Rodgers comes back for them. Um, Ty, I'm sorry, man. I <laughs> I really wish he had stayed healthy because I really think he would have done well on fantasy this year with a couple of his receivers that he's got with Garrett Wilson. It just it sucks, man, for him. I just don't I don't see them going far with Wilson. I feel like they need to trade at least for somebody if they want to if they want to go to the Super Bowl this year, they need a better quarterback, but we'll see what they do. Well, week two started off with Ben's Vikings losing again, this time to the Eagles thirty four twenty eight. Ben, your thoughts on this loss. Can I can I do what Travis does and not talk about my team? <laughs> do I have that option too? You're not the host. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> okay. That's fair. 
I don't know, man. It's just a lot of people I hear are blaming Cousins. And I just, I don't think this game he deserved the blame because punt return fumble. Uh, we had Madison fumble the ball. We had Justin Jefferson fumble the ball, which I still hate that rule about the end zone thing. I think this is the stupidest rule in the football. I wish they would change that. Um, but like, we stayed in this game. Like, I mean, we lost by six to the defending, oh, well, not defending champions, they lost, uh, to the defending NFC, NFC champions. So, I mean, like, I, I was surprised we were still in the game because I honestly thought with all four turnovers that we were going to get killed. So, uh, I'm not impressed with the Eagles. I don't think the Eagles have been showing anything so far this year, but I, I just don't know how, I don't know how we're going to go. I, we've got a really hard schedule. Starting 0 and 2 isn't going to help us. Um, but we'll see if we can hold the, if we can just, not turn the ball over we might we might be able to turn it around but we'll see I, i'm just i'm proud of our defense they were on the field for 40 minutes and they played their butts off because their offense wasn't doing well so we'll see what happens this year i don't i'm not excited about it the falcons knocked off the packers 25 24 at home to now find themselves 2-0 now ben i know the pack don't have rogers anymore but this was still a nice win for atlanta yeah, I mean, the Packers haven't been doing, the past few games haven't been doing bad with Jordan Love. Like, he's been playing all right. B.J. Robinson was a beast this game, which everybody's been talking about him. But, yeah, I mean, I'm really surprised the Falcons haven't lost. I mean, I know they played the Panthers the week one, then Packers are down, you know, without Rodgers. So, like, I know they're two n- not as good teams anymore. But, like, it, it's really surprising because Desmond Ritter is not a good quarterback. So, I'm very surprised to see them 2 now. Bengals dropped another one, this time at the hands of division rival Baltimore. 27-24. Ben, your thoughts on this game? Yeah, very interesting. I mean, I was, I don't think the Ravens are really playing that great, but I mean, Bengals aren't playing well at all. I mean, this is the second game in a row where Burrow was terrible. Like, he was horrible. Uh, I know they came out that he was hurt after this game, and he's questionable for this week, but I don't know, man. I mean, they're going to have to get it together, but I, at the same time, I was talking to somebody in um, a fantasy group of mine, and I was telling them, I mean, this is the same thing they do every year. Like, this is the third year in a row, I think, where they've started I think 0-2, either two years in a row or three years in a row where they started 0-2 and, and they they bounced back and they make the playoffs. So, like, I, I think it's too late, too early to be worrying and concerned about them. Well, an exciting game in Detroit that had the stadium sold out for the first time in years. Amazing what can happen once your team starts being good. Well, anyways, the Seahawks came to town and looked poised to win this one in regulation, being up 10 late. Well, the Lions had other plans and scored 10 points with three coming in the final seconds on a game-tying field goal. Went into overtime where Seattle won the toss, drove right down, and scored the winning touchdown. Bummer of a way for Detroit to lose after fighting all the way back. But, Ben, I feel like they got too conservative down the stretch, you know, letting way too much time go off the clock before using their timeouts. I mean, they had three timeouts, ball at the 50-yard line. Why not go for the win? But instead, they just Mm -hmm. seem content to just, oh, we'll just get in field goal range, tie this thing up, and go into overtime. I hate that mentality. Yeah, it's a, it's a stupid mentality because I just saw it the other the other week on, in college too. I think it was at F State against North Carolina was doing the same thing where they were they were even closer. They were on like the thirty yard line, but the coach was like very content with just going to overtime. And I'm like, why? Well, it doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you not go for the win? Because again, they don't have the same rules for the playoffs like they do for the regular season, where each team has a chance. I mean, I, I don't understand why you would want to not try. I mean, I guess the conservative approach makes sense with, like, you're not trying to turn the ball over, but this is week two of the season. Like, I mean, all these games are going to matter at the end of the year, and and the Seahawks are a team that you're going to probably be in contention against. So, like, I don't understand why you would not 
try it, uh, especially for the result that happened. But I mean, it's still great that they came back down from 10 because I think everybody wrote this game off probably when they were down by 10 in that fourth quarter. So be, I still think the Lions are going to have a good year. I think they're going to win the North and I think it's going to be pretty, well, I won't say easy, but I think it's going to be pretty, pretty good year for them. Um, so I still think there's a lot of hope for Lions fans out there. Well, speaking of overtime, Titans got a nice win against the Chargers, 27-24. Ben, your thoughts? You obviously said already with the Chargers, just not understanding them, feeling like they're a good team, but they just, again, losing another game here week two. Yeah, I just feel like it's all these close games with them, man. Like, I just they just can't close the door. And, like, this is a Titans team that just scored 16 point, 15 points and lost to the Saints in week one. So, like, how how did they lose to the Titans? I it just it's just baffling with how good the Chargers have it. So I don't I don't know, man. I don't I don't understand them ever. But uh, Titans are another team where I just don't understand either. Like, how do you lose to the Saints week one and then beat the Chargers? Doesn't make any sense. Chiefs bounced back this week against the Jags and won seventeen nine with their defense holding Trevor Lawrence and the Jags offense in check, not giving up a single touchdown. Now, we know what the Chiefs' offense can do, as it's done for years with Mahomes and those receivers, obviously Travis Kelsey. Now they've got a good defense. So, I mean, watch out. I mean, the funny thing is right now the thing that's struggling the most is their passing game, and we know that's going to get fixed because we know what Patrick Mahomes is capable of. So, And speaking of Travis Kelsey, he was back this week, managed to catch a touchdown pass. He seemed in an extra good mood after scoring and punted the ball into the stands. Ben, could Travis Kelsey having this extra skip in his step have anything to do with the rumors that came out this week that he might be dating Taylor Swift? Oh, dude, I didn't even know that. Oh, my gosh, what? <laughs> I mean, it could be. She's like the biggest name out there nowadays. Like, I think she's the most searched person in the world or something crazy like that. So, like, it could definitely be that, and I could understand that. But, but <laughs> oh, my gosh, it's funny. I just... The other thing I was thinking of too, we talked about so many people. Um, you got Jordan Travis, so Travis, your name there, and we got Travis Kelsey. There's Travis again, and then we got Marvin Harrison, who's going off for Ohio State. So I mean, look at—it's just something about y'all's name and, and Travis and Harrison, man. It's just something, something in the waters with those name connections. But yeah, we'll, we we should see what happens with the Chiefs. Yeah, nice to see my uh, family rep, family members representing the family well here yeah. in college and NFL. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, Pat McAfee said earlier this week, you know, he's really happy for Trav, as in Travis Kelsey, but that he better be a perfect gentleman opening every single door, treating her like a queen, because first of all, he's representing the entire NFL. But secondly, and probably most importantly, if he blows this and they do break up, he's getting an 18-song album dedicated to him and the terrible boyfriend that he was. Tread lightly, (laughs) Travis, and Godspeed. Oh my gosh! And she's not that she's not that old country singer that she was back in the day. So this is probably gonna be like an expletive <laughs> album. <laughs> well, in a battle of rookie quarterbacks who were picked second and third in the draft, it was Richardson and my Colts who I will now be happy to talk about getting the upper hand on C.J. Stroud and the Texans winning thirty-one twenty in this divisional game. Richardson scored two touchdowns with his feet, but unfortunately ended up leaving the game with a concussion. Thankfully. We actually have a trusted backup who has more than proven himself in the past in Garner Minshew, who went 19 of 23 for 171 yards and one touchdown. Ben, what did you think of Richardson's performance before he went out? And how about some props for Minshew for stepping up and finishing the job? 
I think it's very impressive. I mean, I, I know it's I know it's against the Texans, so we got to like calm down about who they're playing and who you all are playing. But like, once if Jonathan Taylor decides that he wants to play for you guys, I mean, if Richardson can come back from his concussion and be healthy, you got two really good, valuable running options right there between him and Taylor. So I feel like that's gonna be pretty dominant, honestly, with the way he's he was running. I mean, he ran for eleven point seven. He averaged that. Like he averaged a first down on three carries and scored two touchdowns. So, I mean, I, I felt like he was playing well. He, he's actually not passing the ball bad either. I mean, he's 60% on the day before he got hurt. But, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing for you guys is that, you know, hey, he went out and got hurt. But, hey, guess what? You've got a good backup that can come in and, and do the job. I mean, he was 19 of 23 for 171 yards. And then on the flip side, like C.J. Stroud, he just has a terrible team. Like, I, he played really well, but he's he's just got a terrible team. So, I, we'll see how he can how he can you know handle the year and hopefully he doesn't get hurt either. But he did great as well. So, but no, I'm happy for you guys. I hope Richardson is on the up and and y'all do well this year. Well, the Giants were down twenty to zero at halftime, making it in the first six quarters of the season they've been outscored sixty to zero. But those same New York Football Giants found some determination and fight at halftime, possibly even some of MJ's secret stuff from Space Jam. Whatever it was, it worked because they ended up winning this thing 31-28. Ben, how shocked were you by the G-Men pulling this game out? Yeah, I'll be honest. I was pretty surprised. Uh, they haven't looked good against Dallas. I mean, obviously they didn't score. Uh, and then getting shut out against the Cardinals. Like, what the crap are y'all doing? Like, I, this is a playoff team from last year. But again, I think they're going to take the back a back seat and they're not going to be anywhere near what they were. I don't think Daniel Jones is in, as good at all. Uh, and then they just lost Saquon for a few weeks. So, like, this is going to really hurt them. But, yeah, really surprised. I mean, this is a Joshua Dobbs-led Cardinals team, and they were down 20-0. to zero. Like, that's embarrassing. So, really surprised they came back. But I guess good for them that they got the win. It was a big win for them. The Broncos got the hard part out of the way by completing an insane Hail Mary to pull within two. All they needed now was the two-point conversion, but they couldn't get it done and fell to the Commanders 35-33. Ben, first off, how heartbreaking after getting the Hail Mary touchdown. And second, Washington now has new management and finds themselves 2-0. and Just a coincidence? I don't know. I'm, I don't know. So the, the heartbreaking thing, I, I mean, you got to feel terrible for the Broncos. Like, you just you made that huge play, and then you can't convert the two-point conversion. Now, I will say it was pass interference on the two-point conversion. So, like, I feel like they should have gotten a, a redo for sure. And I feel like the NFL needs to look into that and not have a challenge, but like have a system where you can be like, Hey, buzz down to the field and say, that was pass interference. You need to do it again. Um, so that all sucked for them for sure. But I don't know about this commander's team. Like, I mean, Sam Howell, I mean, they were down 20 to three. So, and they came back in Denver. So I, I feel like that's pretty, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty impressive, but I just don't, I don't know from that. I don't know, man, their defense is great for the commanders. I just don't know if I'm buying it. Well, Tua had a much quieter game this week, but that's because his running back, Monster, had 18 carries for 121 yards and two touchdowns as the Dolphins beat the Pats 24-17 and improved to 2-0. Ben, your comments on the Dolphins? Yeah, um, I mean, that was really surprising because, like, where did he come from? (laughs) Like, he didn't do anything week one, and all of a sudden he's running for 121 yards. I don't don't know where that came from. Um, I'll just say this. The Patriots have been playing 
not really great. They've been playing slow, and then all of a sudden they come back and make it a game the second week in a row because they could have beat the Eagles last week, but they didn't. And then the same thing here with the Dolphins where they could have beaten them or could have tied the game, but then they didn't make that fourth down conversion. So I, I don't know what to expect from them, but the Dolphins, I feel like, are going to have a good year if Tua can stay healthy. Well, that's going to do it for this NFL Week 1 and 2 recap here on Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. Travis and Ben signing off. Yeah.